Hello, you're listening to episode 78 of It's an Adventure with Daniel and Victor. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can donate to this podcast on Anchor, and if you like us, tell a friend. I 100%ed Animal Crossing New Horizons. Okay, I'm lying I didn't. But my cousin did. Enjoy this week's episode. Shit. Shit, and that's what we're going. We're going with that shit. It's an adventure. Oh, are, we go- are we going? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Victor Wright. My name is Daniel Farius, bringing you episode um, seventy-eight of "It's an Adventure," the world's longest. It, it's the world's uh, longest-running podcast. Swear to God. <laughs> that's true. Every other episode, every other podcast has only gone to seventy-seven. Yeah, we broke new ground this episode. We did. Um, Daniel, you had a laundry list of things that you want to talk about. Yeah, is that is that right? I said laundry list. Yeah, that that that's correct. Okay. That's the right that's uh, the correct thing. idiom phrase, whatever you call that. <laughs> Uh, okay. But I, I, when we got on the call, Victor, I wanted to. Uh, one of the first things I wanted to talk to you about and update you on, and and the rest of us, mm. all of you, it's an adventure listeners, is on uh, the current state of affairs of the company known as the World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, yeah, you said um, that uh, things are gonna shock me this episode. Yeah, dude, it's. So many things have gone down over the over the past week that um it's a lot of wrestling professionals and journalists are just sort of shocked <laughs> at just the sheer amount of lunacy that is coming out of WWE. It's it's surprising. You know how I told you about how um the last time I talked to you about this on the podcast, I mentioned that WWE was running shows to nobody. At their performance yeah. center in, in Florida. Basically just having these wrestling shows to no crowd. And right. they had WrestleMania to no crowd. And some of these some of the wrestling matches in WrestleMania, um, they were done at the at the performance center to nobody. And some of these matches were also uh filmed uh in a very cinematic way. You know, they right. went to some warehouse and bunker and filmed uh, a couple of, of things or they went out to the uh to uh, uh, I guess an open field for the Boneyard match, right? And they filmed something there. And my favorite was, um, what's his name going, hell yeah, to no one. Oh yeah. And then no one responding. That was Stone Cold so, Steve Austin. He said that on, a, yes. on an episode of Raw where there was nobody, and Stone Cold has his phrase where he's all like, if you think this, give me a hell yeah. And then the whole audience, everybody in the uh, in the arena goes, hell yeah. It's a really cool thing, really special thing. I, I The reason why I really like wrestling, or I've always gravitated yeah. towards wrestling, because the really good ones, as a performer and as a stand-up comedian, if you look at the really good wrestlers who can hold uh, an audience's attention, like Stone Cold or The Rock, you see, you pick up little tricks that they do. Like these little phrases, these little calls and responses that people love to do, it's uh, yeah. it's powerful when you see like one person commanding thousands of people and getting them to say something back to them. It's just like, whoa, that's fucking cool. But anyway, you don't have that. We don't have that in the age I, of Corona. Well, and can I uh, can I point something else out? Yeah. Um, 
there's a reason why people like Dwayne Rock Johnson and John Cena and Dave Bautista have easily made it over towards two movies because they're already performers compared to, I don't know, Michael Jordan yeah. or some other baseball or regular sports star where they're not performers, for, like they're just athletes, you know? Yeah. So Wrestling is pretty much um, like theater, but with stunts. Yes. Yeah. And they get lit on fire, too. They get lit on fire. my favorite part. And they, and they play characters. You should listen to some of these interviews some of these wrestlers have where they talk about how, like, literally, legitimately, it's like they're having an interview with James Limpton. They're talking about their character. They're all like, Edge would do this, right? And so I would get into the ring. I'm all like, okay, what would Edge do in this situation? He'd spear the shit out of somebody, right? They're having, like, these, <laughs> these like, complex, uh, really interesting uh thoughts in their head while they're performing and it's almost like an actor an actor in the movie like oh this is my motivation yeah, oh, yeah. this is what's gonna happen this is why i'm doing it you know well and when you and it sounds like the same when from what you described to like i don't know characters in breaking bad where john caller esposito would be like this is what gus would do in this situation as opposed to oh i would do this you know yeah so that is fucking cool i've heard I so like many that. stories of like the rock when he's like coming up back the back in the day back in the attitude era when wrestling was at his heyday and he was like the top one of the top wrestlers in the world uh like he would hash out storylines with other wrestlers and writers and he'd be yeah. like no 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 the rock doesn't do that like the, the rock wouldn't do that and he would get into so many arguments because he was trying to protect the the integrity of his character which was the rock and it was right. it's just interesting shit but anyway yeah 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 uh so WWE is is Currently, all right. So WrestleMania happened, okay, uh, and people were just sort of wondering what WWE was gonna do because by that time, the last time we recorded, uh, they hadn't recorded any, they hadn't pre-taped any episodes. Other companies have, other companies have spent like they've spent whole weeks recording two months worth of episodes, which is crazy. All right, sure. Companies like. Impact and AEW, they're good. They're good until June or July. Right, right. Uh, WWE didn't do that, right? For for reasons that are beyond me. You would think that the the number one wrestling company in the world would have their shit together, right? Well, and no. the reason is Vince McMahon. Yeah, you don't dude. Need a reason beyond that. That's the thing. Whenever somebody, whenever something wacky comes out of WWE, and all of the professionals and journalists are all like, why? The one number one reason somebody, the number one reason is always it's because of Vince McMahon. It, it is like now when America does something wacky, everyone's like, "Hey, why do we do that?" And then we look at the president and we're like, "Oh shit, that's why." Yeah, there's no no reason beyond that. And it was always made clear, like there was articles, so many articles out there about people asking like why isn't wrestlemania canceled they've canceled baseball they've canceled football they've canceled basketball why isn't wrestlemania being canceled <laughs> everybody at the company dude wanted to cancel wrestlemania everybody that works at wwe is like dude let's just like fucking slow down a little bit film as much as we can backlog our stuff and then we'll be good the only person that wanted wrestlemania to happen and all this to continue is vince mcmahon it's been stated many times all right and last Wednesday, last Wednesday, uh, 
was a very dark day in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, Victor, last Wednesday is going to forever be known as Black Wednesday. Uh, Wait, seriously? Yes, because last Wednesday, Vince McMahon and the WWE released dozens, released and furloughed dozens and dozens of wrestlers, writers, producers, and staff. Okay? Uh, I think it's upwards to, like, let me look up the... um, the actual statistics here, um, but the they. Way, I, I point something out. Yeah, go ahead. Um, if you Google Black Wednesday, um, you have to put WWE because I'm looking at like the pound sterling. Yeah. Dropping shit. So definitely put in WWE. Um. Oh fuck! So he like they furloughed a bunch of shit. Yeah, dude. They they furloughed at least I want to say. Uh. Full list of, yeah, they released twenty wrestlers. Yeah, released twenty wrestlers. They furloughed um, dozens of producers. So that means like they they're not paying them right now. But once the uh, once the coronavirus passes, they'll have their yeah. jobs back maybe. Sure. And sure, then sure. they uh, they fired a bunch of writers. A bunch of writers who actually had successful storylines in in the recent. Uh, TV uh, shows, and also too apparently they fired a shit ton of people at their main office. There's some people that work at a uh, Titan Towers, which is WWE headquarters in Connecticut. That a good forty percent of the office is gone. Yeah, I got some numbers for you right here. Forty um, percent of their employees will be put on furlough, and these. Um Oh, sorry. Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer is reporting that today's cuts will save them $4 million a month. The talent cuts alone will save them $703,000 a month. But some people are asking whether or not they needed to do this because um, apparently they have like a $500 million cash reserve. Yeah, and it's son. All from wrestling culture. Yeah, uh-huh. son. Okay, the, say the, the $4 million comes from them because they were thinking about uh, redoing their headquarters and moving it somewhere else. So that's what's right. going to save them $4 million. Them releasing all these people is going to save them several hundred thousand dollars. But they have such lucrative oh, TV wow. deals like with uh, USA Network and Fox. Yeah. They could have kept all those people on. They're sitting on half a bill. Half a bill. They yep. could have used that to pay all these people. They released upwards to like 30, 40 people during a fucking global pandemic. They did that full and they did that to keep uh, the, their profits high. So like they, 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 they it, it was ridiculous. Everybody, there was journalists fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs> last Jesus. Wednesday. Yeah, dude. They were sobbing. They're all like, why are they doing this? Because, okay, here's the thing. All those wrestlers can be released, right? And it's fine. If they were under normal circumstances, if there was no coronavirus, people would be celebrating this because a lot of those wrestlers that were released weren't being used by WWE. Before right. WWE, uh, before the coronavirus and before they released all these people, uh, WWE was trying to swallow up a bunch of talent because... A lot of their competitors were showing up. There was AEW and, and New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? They're they're getting bigger. They're getting more well-known. And people are saying that the product that they make is a lot better than the product that WWE makes. And it's, it's the truth. If you watch it week after week, the WWE Raw SmackDown fucking suck. NXT's pretty good, but that's because Vince McMahon doesn't have his hands on it. 
but uh, the main shows, Raw and SmackDown, are garbage. So what they've been, what WWE's been doing since they're so rich, they've been buying up uh, wrestlers' contracts and basically hoarding them. They've done that for like the past year, and uh, oh shit! Yeah, okay. so then so, I see where this is going. Yeah, so they don't go to other places, right? So they can yeah. be like, "Fuck you, AEW. Fuck you, New Japan. You're not gonna get this wrestler. They're ours, and they don't use them. Yeah. They don't fucking use them." And so if there was, if this was like any, if this happened last year, people would be like, "Great, awesome, fucking EC3, Drake Maverick. They can go to AEW and they'll be fine." Uh, Eric yeah. Rowan can go to AEW and he'll 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 be fine. He'll, he'll go to Japan and he'll be a monster heel there. He's gonna be a big star. The thing is though, there's a fucking global pandemic, man. Nobody's gonna go to a wrestling show. No one's hiring. No one's, no one's hiring. Anything. Yeah. And he, he just basically said, "Okay, bye. <laughs> Later. Yeah. Figure it out on your own." What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some of these people that have been laid off have been with the company. For years, one of the people that was laid off is Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is a huge fucking wrestling star. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame, and they let him go. Another wrestler, another person that was laid off, it's not really a wrestler, but he was a referee, is a, is a guy named Mike Chioda. That guy's been working for the company for 30 years, since like 1989, and the guy has actually refereed WrestleMania main events, and they let him go. <sighs> Jesus. Multiple uh, WrestleMania main events. That's a big deal if you're a referee and they just fucking yeah, yeah, fired yeah. him. Uh, so, well, Daniel, this sucks. <laughs> I'm reading all of this. Yeah! Um, like I said, I'm on WrestlingCulture.com. Uh, very unfun things. <laughs> and it sucks because I'm looking at these people and it's not like they're furloughed. Yeah, I, I don't know too much. Yeah, it's not like they're furloughing the huge people where they're going to be fine, no matter what. These are not the biggest stars I can see. They're yeah. not, and that makes sense. But like, still, yeah. yeah. If you're sitting on half a bill, dude, and if you have a conscience, you keep these people on until this shit blows over, and then you release them. You release them. You release them two years from now or something. I don't know, dude. At the very least, like, just cut pay as opposed to straight up furloughing them. Yeah. You know, which means, and for those of you who don't know, I know you know what furlough is, and I think you referenced it. But if you don't know what furlough is, you just don't get paid for, like, two months, and then you come back, and then you go to your job. Yeah. You know? Um, Another dude that was a, here's another thing. This is what it shows like this. There's no loyalty here. WWE says like, oh, we're a family. No, you're not. One of the guys that was furloughed is a producer. His name is Fit Finley. Okay. The guy has been wrestling for years. He wrestled for like WCW. He's been wrestling since the 1980s and he retired like about 10, 15 years ago. And he's been a backstage producer for WWE since then. And what a backstage producer does if, if they're in the wrestling business is that they, they make matches. They structure matches with the wrestlers and then Raw or SmackDown or whatever pay-per-view comes along, boom, that match happens, right? This guy is, uh, a few years ago, WWE had their women's revolution where they decided to put more focus on women's wrestling. And this dude, Fit Finley, was sort of not the architect of the whole movement, but the guy, this is the guy who would work with the women and produce their matches. So he has, he's a big part of like the whole uh, women's wrestling coming into vogue in WWE. And what they do, 
They furloughed him. Jeez. Uh, I don't feel good, Daniel. <laughs> no, I wasn't feeling good either. The wrestlers Mr. were putting Furious, out... Wait, go I ahead. I don't feel so good. Mr. Furious, <laughs> I don't feel so good. Bruh, Vince McMahon fucking put on his glove, snapped his fingers, and got rid of 40% of the staff. <laughs> God damn, dude. That same what? day, too, Trump... Trump put out like a, a press conference or something saying like I've I've assembled a committee to reopen the economy, right? And you yeah. would think like okay, he's going to put on experts, scientific experts, economic experts, experts is in general. Man on that? Yes, he is. He is. Wait, are you serious? Yes. It's all it's all of the owners of the the sports. It's like the owner of the NFL, Dana White from the UFC is on that committee and Vince McMahon is on that committee. The same day that Vince McMahon laid off a shit ton of people during a global pandemic, Trump announced them to be on his economic uh task force to reopen the economy. Well, Trump's like, "Hey, you made a lot of money out of this. <laughs> You're good. You <laughs> This is good." Um I think, hey, Dale, I got some audio of uh, a fucking Vince McMahon making the decision. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do it. Just furlough everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God, dude. It's like, it's, you know what? It's like those, he's like that villain from Hey Arnold, man. I, I can only think of that villain from the Hey Arnold movie. I'm going to bulldoze your entire neighborhood because of money. Well, you know what's going to happen is that when, I don't know whether, whenever they do this, whenever they start writing again, um, Vince McMahon is going to be a villain who's like going to try to furlough everyone and the wrestlers are going to save him or like stop him. And he's going to somehow, even though he's the villain of the story, he's going to come out like looking kind of, uh, kind of charming yeah. and everything, you know? By making fun of himself, this is all going to look good on him. He's, that's shitty. What's, what's shitty. What's funny like, about that, Victor, is that that's been his character since the late 90s. Yeah. That's been his character. Really. His catchphrase is, you're fired. <laughs> and it, they're Wait, probably good. Yeah, that's his catchphrase. He goes, you mean, you're fired. You mean Trump's catchphrase from The Apprentice? Is just now Vince McMahon's catchphrase? It's been his catchphrase since 1997. Holy shit, okay. Yeah. The main thing back then when wrestling really boomed, uh, boomed wrestling really boomed back in like from 1997 to 2000, 2001. And the biggest storyline of that era was Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon was the main villain. A lot of people would argue that Vince McMahon is like, in the whole span of WWE, he is the main antagonist. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe this is all just kind of some meta narrative well, that we're not in on. They're already weaving it into the uh, the storylines in WWE right now. One of the wrestlers <laughs> that was released, his name is Drake Maverick. This guy's probably yeah. the guy that's gotten the most attention from all of those wrestlers that were released because the minute, the day that it happened, he put out a really emotional video, video saying like, oh, like, I, I, I got to do what I wanted to do here. I wanted to get to the WWE. I've always wanted to wrestle here since I was a kid. 
Like, and I'm glad yeah. that I did it. Now I just have to work harder and harder. Thank you for everything. Thank you, WWE. Thank you, all the fans. Motherfucker was crying. This guy's video is what uh, the video that made all the journalists cry and everybody else cry. And uh, he said in the video that he gets to wrestle three more times. And um, he's on NXT right now because he's wrestling in a tournament. And they're weaving it into the storyline, dude. He's like Drake Maverick. He's like this is th these are his like last uh last wrestling matches here for NXT. They interview him backstage, and he's all like, "Yeah, like I need I need to really put in my all to win this tournament. Like I I I have nothing else to lose." And a lot of people are speculating like, "Oh, maybe they're gonna give him his contract back. Maybe they're gonna make this a storyline, keep it going, and this will yeah. boost his character, and he'll he'll still have a job." But no, Dave Meltzer, the guy that you um. Uh, you uh, uh, referenced before uh, some context here. Dave Meltzer has been doing wrestling journalism since the '80s, and this guy is—he uh, has multiple insiders in the WWE telling him shit, and a lot of the things that he says are most of the time fact. And Dave Meltzer says, "Nope, he's going to wrestle Drake, Drake Maverick is going to wrestle these three matches, and he's still fired. He's still going to lose his job." Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Like, why? Why are people so evil? <laughs> uh, this is the guy, Vince McMahon. He's bringing back the XFL. Oh, I haven't even told you about the XFL, bro. <laughs> I haven't even told you. Oh, what my God. Thing. What's we happening now? A week before... A week before, uh, I'm pretty sure it was a week before he Vince McMahon laid off all these people. Uh, yeah. Vince McMahon shut down the XFL. He filed for bankruptcy, so now he doesn't have to pay anybody. <laughs> That's why Trump picked him up. Yeah, because because of all the bankrupt shit that he did. He's like, oh, you're a great businessman like me. Yeah, you believe <laughs> you believe in the power of bankruptcy. <laughs> right. Whoa, what man, what the fuck? Daniel, that uh how are you feeling? How are you processing all of this? Um well, I have decided and I don't know how how long I'm going to keep this up for, but I've this been it's it's really something where I um I have to, have to actively tell myself. There's been multiple times in in me watching wrestling where I'm all like, "All right, fuck WWE. I'm never going to watch this shit." Yeah, because of just ethical reasons, because of things that I hear coming out and things that people that Vince McMahon are doing, I'm like, I am not gonna watch this shit. I'm not gonna support this shit. And um, since since last Wednesday, that's sort of what I've done. I don't really, I don't plan on ever, ever, ever going to another WWE live show. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna buy any merch. I haven't, which is cool. Um, I'm not even going to watch the shows. I, I've never watched the shows to begin with. I, I would only watch the highlights on YouTube, but I'm not even going to do that. Fuck that. I'm not, I'm not going to give them the, um, the views and the, the, views, yeah. the, the ad revenue. I'm just hands off. I'm just like, I don't care anymore. I don't. And I, I, part of me feels bad because the reason why I watch wrestling isn't so much because of Vince McMahon. It's because yeah. of all of the wrestlers. I feel bad that I'm not going to be, in a way, supporting all of these really, supporting really them. talented people who are just trying to work and make a living, you know? Yeah. But I, me as a person, I got to take a stand and really, really say, fuck the WWE. It's a, it's a morally bankrupt company. And um, 
there are other wrestling organizations and companies out there that are way more that produce something that's of more quality than WWE and are better people for for right. suggestions all right if 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 people i'm i'm gonna tell people don't watch WWE instead watch uh New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW there you go watch those instead those companies actually care about their wrestlers and are not evil like Vince fucking McMahon. Now, let me ask you a question. Is this for you like a Chick-fil-A situation? Um, because I knew someone back in the day who, and she, I think she, I think, I, I'm not going to help anyone, but um, she was standing up for the LGBTQ community and she's like, I hate Chick-fil-A. They hate gay people. They don't want them to get married. I'm never going back to their delicious chicken sandwiches with wonderful Polynesian sauce and perfectly cut, crisp cut fries. And then she went back that same day. Do you think, (laughs) do you think that's going to be you where you're like, fuck WWE and their awesome storylines and their sick catchphrases and all of that shit? Well, let me tell you something, Victor. I used to be like your friend. I didn't go to Chick Fil A yeah. for years because of um, yeah, yeah. because of me hearing that they they didn't like gay people. It wasn't until like about like a year ago that I, I went to Chick Fil A, and I don't go frequently. I just went yeah. went once, I think, because it was the only place that was open. Right. So I'm right, just right. like ah, whatever. Like I'm fucking hungry. The mic is down the street, and it's eleven. <laughs> like this is gonna yeah. be like my <laughs> this is gonna be my only option for like the next couple of hours. But right. um. Yeah, dude, I don't see myself watching WWE again until either until two things. Until I see that the the company has is is morally good, until yeah. I see that there's a there's a step up in their ethics and until Vince McMahon is no longer the fucking head of the company. Until those two things happen, um I'm I'm not going to ever ever watch or support uh, world wrestling entertainment well fuck we don't know he's running the economy now he might step down as wwe and just become president that's very true dude bit. instead of like uh, because things are so precarious right now and like i've yeah. I've seen reports where like trump might want to like postpone the election because it's not looking good for him <laughs> a lot of <laughs> I, I don't know if you heard yesterday uh victor he said that maybe you should uh try injecting bleach into your veins <laughs> and Wait, le- what yeah, uh, check 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 the uh the homepage of uh of Reddit right now. The news, he okay. said, try injecting disinfectant, and a whole bunch of like disinfectant companies like Tide and other people immediately released a uh, press release saying, do not do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I remember for like weeks he was pushing this hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, which. In a very small sample, was doing well, but then they did more testing, and they were like, "Oh shit, VA people are like dying right now, um, and it's not affecting anything." And then really. they they shut up about it. They haven't said anything yeah. about it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, did you see? Someone asked uh, Anthony Fauci, "Hey, what do you think about this hydroxychloroquine?" And Trump just shut the reporter down, like the doctor wasn't even able to respond properly. Yeah. Um. What a fucking weird... Yeah, I'm looking... 
Man, you you blindsided me with this. I'm gonna have to read this later. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're good. I was just I was gonna try to comment on it, but I I don't think I'm gonna be able to. But um, I think since since Vince McMahon is a part of Trump's task force in reopening yeah. the economy, I think Vince McMahon is gonna have um, he's probably gonna have bigger roles. I, I yeah. think I mentioned before, Trump might try and um, postpone the election, but instead, I think what, what they're going to do in November is that Vince McMahon is going to book a ladder match between mm-hmm. Trump and Joe Biden, and they're going to put the presidency right in a briefcase. Like, I don't know, yeah. like a paper that says, you're president now, in a briefcase, high above the ring, and um, Trump and Joe are going to have to battle it out. And whoever gets up that ladder first and unhooks that briefcase will be the president of the United States of America. Yeah. That, like a ladder match type thing? Yeah. Yeah. So I was reading this fucking bleach thing. Please don't put bleach inside of yourself like the president says. <laughs> the Washington Post uh, article. Uh, <laughs> It's the new Tide Pod challenge. Yeah. It's the kill COVID-19 challenge. Bro, um, I, I've read so many articles about how, like, China is going to come out of this, like, m- probably the more econo- economically sound out of everybody. And I, yeah. I've uh, I've regretted all the shit that I've talked on Xi Jinping. I don't, I don't give a fuck. We've fuck talked China. a lot of shit. On Xi Jinping, yeah. dude. You you called them Winnie the Pooh. How dare you, Victor? How dare yeah. you? I don't take it back. He's... You know what? I was going to say something racist. I'm not going <laughs> to... I was just going to say something intentionally racist, but then I realized maybe not the best climate to do that. <laughs> I just want to say... I just want to say, Xi Jinping, man, you're my dog. You're my guy. Please don't put Xi me in Jinping. a... Don't put me in a Chinese gulag for the rest of my life. Put Victor hey, in a gulag. Suck my dick. Oh my god. Daniel just texted me saying he's just playing. He fucking hates you too. No. You should suck his dick too. No. No. Mr. Yeah. Xi Jinping, you have Eat some... Eat my asshole. No. Eat, eat my... Because that's what you're used to eating is shit. So eat my asshole. Xi Jinping. No, I mean, if he wanted me to eat his asshole, that'd be cool. Like, I'm sure it tastes like orange chicken, but no. You would eat his asshole? I don't know. I just don't want to die in a Chinese gulag. At what point are we just kind of being kind of gay, you know? Uh, I think every minute, every day. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm telling you, this podcast either it always reverts to butt stuff, dude. Things coming out of butt. This podcast was the first step into our sexual reawakening. Exactly, man. Um, well, that sucks. I I'm sorry for everyone at WWE except Vince McMahon, I guess. (laughs) Uh, And I'm sorry for you, Daniel. But it sounds like you're chugging along, watching the uh, was it NJPW and A and AEW. AEW. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I I played some video games this week. What did you play, Daniel? I've played a multitude of things. I I'm still playing yeah. Animal Crossing. Um, I've mm-hmm. played a little bit of Fortnite. Uh, what? Yeah, I I it's free, so I got it on my Switch. 
Um, okay. I, I've also uh, been playing... I downloaded Minecraft. I bought Minecraft, so it's there on my Switch. I think Minecraft is just something you should just have, you know, in case you yeah. need it. I, I never liked Minecraft, I'm going to be honest. Well, that's because you uh, have no soul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> something else I've been playing is... Uh, I finished Super Metroid. That game is phenomenal. And I've oh, also the OG one, right? The OG one, yeah. And I've been nice. playing uh Call of Duty Warzone, which is also free. Yo. Um so I bought the regular Call of Duty game. The new Modern, like Modern Warfare? Warfare? Yeah, I bought the new Modern Warfare and I'm also playing Warzone. Do you like Warzone? You said you uninstalled it. Well, that's because I uninstalled it because the update like the game is yeah. already like a hundred gigabytes, and then the update was fifty gigabytes. So I was all like, "Fuck yeah. this!" and I uninstalled it. But then Luis was all like, yeah. "No, <laughs> no!" And I'm like, like "Don't do it! Don't do I it!" I can't do the version. He's like, "No, don't do it!" Ah. <laughs> and I'm telling Luis, "Yeah, say, don't do it, say." Ah, say. But um, I I WC Fields. Yeah, exactly. That's what. Yeah, <laughs> Luis is a gangster from the 1940s. Yes, I. <laughs> I listen to XXXX Tentazione. Say. Say. Um. But I. So are you liking Warzone? Yeah, I I re-downloaded it and um I've been playing it. I played it last night. Um, I'll tell you right now, it's. It's funner to play with other people. I've been doing the battle royal solo thing, and it's it's kind of lonesome. And uh, you when you die, it's like fuck. Like it it feels more of a failure because then you have to wait, and then you have to go in, and then you can die again quickly. It's 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 more of like a group game. I don't know. I feel like battle royals can be really lonely if you're just playing by yourself, and not a lot of things happen too if you're just playing by yourself. You're just mostly hiding. <laughs> And then trying to find people, yeah, but also yeah. hiding at the same time. And then at some point, the ring closes it, and so you have to like sprint over, yeah, like inside the ring. Um, yeah, I I got it because I had a buddy. I've known him since I was in Boy Scouts, and um, our thing used to be just playing Call of Duty all weekend. And he's like, "Yo, get this shit." So I did. I don't. I. I feel like I'm back. I feel like I'm 12 again, basically, playing the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because shit, that game has not fucking changed since we were, like, in middle school, Daniel. You know? It hasn't, no. I feel the same way. I feel playing Warzone makes me feel like I'm back in um high school, 16 years old, playing Modern Warfare 2. Um, that... That whole joke of like, oh, they're just re-releasing the same game over and over again is, I haven't played the single player, but for the multiplayer is pretty accurate from what I can tell. Basically. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, I've been, I've only played a little bit of Warzone. Um, they took out the best one. Did you ever play the only shotgun and sniper? Mission. I think I played. I, I played a few rounds of that. That was the best one because, especially because I was like pretty new to the game, so it kind of leveled everything out. And um, 
after that, we just they haven't really played too much Warzone. Only a couple matches here and there. Uh, do you have any interest in playing and buying the six dollar game, Daniel? Fuck no, dude. <laughs> no interest in buying the uh, the full game or playing like the regular deathmatch. I don't need that shit. I it's cool that all these battle royale games are are free because it it's it's the those are the games that everyone's playing right now. They're playing Fortnite. Yeah. They're playing Warzone. They're playing Apex Legends. So, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm in the mix. I feel like I'm They're doing Anthem. Anth- no, Anthem. I don't think is free. <laughs> I think Anthem's oh, a not, is oh. a sixty dollar piece of shit. <laughs> what? That, okay, never mind. That was a bad joke because that game really is just a piece of shit, and you have to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Sorry. But uh, it's. <laughs> anthem remember anthem oh my god how how is bioware still alive um but uh yeah like i feel like i'm in the mix i i'm i'm doing the new new with all the kids so i know that's sort of like a stupid feeling but that sort of like makes me feel cool i just suck at call of duty dude like playing this game makes me feel like i did back when i was 16 playing modern warfare 2 i suck at this game I want to play it all the time. Playing it makes me sad, but I also want to play it all the time. But you, but your KDR every match is like 1 in 14 or something. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm doing this whole battle royale thing right, because I know that the aim of the, the whole mode, the aim of the whole game is to be the last one standing. But right. me, when I get into a match, I want to start killing people immediately. Like, say, like, the last match I had last night was probably the best match I ever had. It was the most satisfying because, all right, here's the thing. I killed five people, and I I, I, I consider that an accomplishment. I'm all like, yeah, he, killing all five of, five of those people felt really good. But I placed yeah. 72, and that's not very good. So you, you, you would argue and say, I did bad. But that was my favorite round because I killed all those people. Get what I'm saying? And, and you were right. And since you died at like 72, then um, you did your thing, and then you could go do a different match. Yeah, you know, it's not like you're waiting around for. I don't even know how long. I've never. I think the furthest I've gotten is like 17th. Um, so I have no idea how long those matches last. But uh, instead of waiting around, just hiding for 20 minutes. You did your thing and then you got out. Yeah. I appreciate that. And um, I, I um, honestly, my favorite parts of the playing Warzone, and I wish they were longer and I wish they made this a mode, is uh, the parts before the match starts where you f- oh. you f- uh, fall onto the map, like you, you land on the map and you're given whatever gun and then everybody else lands around you and you go on a killing spree. Those are honestly my favorite moments of the whole mode and the whole game. Honestly, I wish that was a. I wish that was a, a regular mode. I wish the gulag, was a real mode. Yeah. Because for those who haven't played Warzone, but you've okay, but you maybe you've played like Fortnite. When you die, usually you just kind of die, or and you have to wait for a teammate to respawn you or something. In Warzone, you have the opportunity to revive yourself because you're pitted against. It's a one-on-one match. You're both given the same gun, and whoever kills the other person gets to um, go back into the battlefield and have another life. And it's called the Gulag, and that's the best fucking 
that's the best part about Warzone to me. Because once you die, you're not just sitting there waiting. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you right now, whenever I win a match in a gulag, it's like heroin. I get so hard after it. (laughs) (laughs) Your nipples Um, get so pointy? Oh my god. (laughs) I have to twist them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can just imagine you in your living room playing Call of Duty. You get into the gulag and you're like, I'm going to fuck this guy up. And then you shoot him and you beat him and you're like, yeah, and you're just fucking twisting at your nipples while you're plummeting I, to the earth <laughs> yeah i i die again because i drop my controller to twist my nipples <laughs> <laughs> um no damn and i totally get what you're saying of like oh i want to be part of it like i'm part of what the what the kids are doing now because i i've never played an animal crossing game before but i want to buy a switch and get an animal crossing just to be part of the community so I totally fucking get you. It's it's fun, dude. Animal Crossing is. I'm a month in, and it doesn't seem like. I thought I'd be by this time. I'd probably be bored of it, but I'm not because yeah. they keep adding yeah. new things. I have a routine. I have a goal. All right, what I do every day is I I planted all of the fruits that exist in Animal Crossing on my island. So I go and I pick all of the trees, and for every the when you start an Animal Crossing game. Uh, your island gets one fruit, one type of fruit that's native to your island. Um, when I yeah. started the game, the the fruit that was native to my island were oranges, which is very right. fitting because I'm from Orange County. Hey, and uh, slowly through playing the game, I've been able to get all of the other fruit that are available uh, in the game, but just not native to my island. And since those yeah. those fruits are not native to my island, they sell for a higher price. Right. So I've planted a shit ton of fruit trees, and then I pick all of the fruit trees and I sell them. And um, I'm, the reason why I'm selling all of these fruit trees, all these all this fruit, and I'll just basically all this stuff too. Like you can catch bugs, you can fish, you can um, mine the island for resources and, and sell all that shit. Because what you're what you're doing is just paying off your house. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You were telling me it was debt simulator. Yeah, basically debt simulator. You're indebted to this raccoon that mm-hmm. owns the island. And right now what I'm working on is, is selling resources so I can add more rooms to my house. I have so mm-hmm. far three rooms uh, in my house. I think you can add uh, an attic and a basement. I think yeah. so. I know you can get a basement for sure. And I want to get a basement because here's the thing. This is what I want to do. <laughs> and then uh, after I'm done with my house, I don't really know what I'm going to do. I prob- I'll probably just work on my <laughs> island in my town. But I want to add a, I want to get all of a, I want to max out my house and make sure it gets all of the rooms it can. So I could, uh, specifically I want the basement because I want to turn my basement into a comedy club. Okay. Like I've seen a Sasha Saka, a fellow comedian. Yeah. Uh, she, she made a comedy club in her house and I basically yeah. want to, want to do the same thing, but in my basement and then invite all of my friends and have a comedy show in Animal Crossing. Oh, that sounds cool. God damn it. You're making me want to buy a Nintendo Switch with my uh, with my stimulus check, Daniel. Your stimulus check, bro. Well, supposed to save that shit. Good luck with that, dude. Did you hear about uh switches lately? No, what happened? Well, here it's a whole thing, dude. They um they Nintendo, I guess has had like a trouble making them because of the the pandemic. 
And so yeah. what people have done, this is a whole new story too. Like people have been talking about this for weeks now and they've been like, what the fuck? Um, people have been making bots. They've been making bots that as soon as switches become available on like Amazon or Walmart oh. or, tar- or Target, the, the bots buy them and then upsell them for hundreds of dollars more. So a regular switch will would be like $300, but all yeah. the bots have bought out the switches and are reselling them for the minimum that they're reselling them is is five hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking just on the shop now. Target has one at three hundred bucks, and then below eBay four hundred thirty five dollars. Yes. Walmart five hundred seventy three dollars. Yes. Techo buy four hundred eighty six dollars. Um, yeah, maybe I'm okay with just my Xbox. I got a PlayStation Three here in La Mirada. I'm fine. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. I've also been thinking about like buying games too, but I just have so many that I haven't played because of just like the life before that I lived yeah. in Corona before coronavirus. I was just sort of, yeah. I never had time or room for games, but because I was thinking about getting the new Doom, either getting the first one or the second one, but then I thought, man, like, why am I going to do that when I have Red Dead Redemption 2 and Metal Gear Solid 5 for the PS4 that I've never played? I haven't played those games. Both humongous games that require, like, hours to play. Yeah, and are fun. Like, Metal Gear Solid Five is a classic now. Like, people, that game's amazing. And so, Red Dead Redemption 2 is also amazing. And then I've also been going back, because, like, I have, like, the the Super Nintendo Mini. And there's a shit ton of classic old retro games on that shit. Like, I played Super Metroid, which I've always wanted to play since I was a kid. I did that, and I think... I think, Victor, um, I might play... No, I'm actually going to do this since I plan on it. I'm going to play my first Final Fantasy game. Oh! Yeah, the Super Nintendo Mini has Final Fantasy VI. Okay. And I'm going to play the fuck out of that. And Seven is coming out soon, too. Yeah, uh, Seven, Final Fantasy Seven. I think you can get the original one on um, PS1. You can get everywhere. But the remake, Final Fantasy VII Remake, came out, I think, like, last week, and people are loving that shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me see what the remake release date is, because I forget. Yeah. Um, oh, you're right, April 10th. Look at that. And everyone's loving it. Yep. Oh, shit. Um, well, uh, Daniel, can I tell you something else I've been doing during uh, quarantine? Go ahead. I've been writing, and I wrote a short story, and I'd like to share it with you and the audience. Let's hear it. Um, feel free. I'm thinking of calling the story Love Actually. Um, wait, wait, wait. Free. Like the movie? What? There's a movie called Love Actually. I don't know that, so <laughs> I came up with it. <laughs> um, feel free to cut me off and comment whenever you need to, Daniel. Gotcha. Um. Are you ready? Yeah. Nick C. squirmed in his seat 